We're getting closer and closer to the Culture Proof Conference 2024, and we could not be more excited. Yes, it's a great time for the whole family, a great time of ministry. Mothers, fathers, uncles, aunts, grandparents, <laughs> everybody, the kids. We have uh, something for them as well. Of course, we have the Culture Proof Kids, Culture Proof Teens. It's going to be led by Maria Hamilton, the third, the third. <laughs> and also Mark and Amy Warren. And so, That's right. man, the kids are going to be equipped, and you can have some great discussions discussion and conversation with them as you head back home. We are so excited. This year's conference is hosted by Faith Baptist Church in Bartlett, Tennessee. When registration opens, you will be among the first to know. If you go to cultureproof.net, make sure you join our email list because we are going to blast out open registration to that list first. So go to cultureproof.net. Make sure that you stay connected. We're super excited about our guests who are all joining to talk about one thing, Mm. resistance the cultural trends that rival the truth. We're going to be talking about the ways that we can remain culture-proof from Mm -hmm. scientific apologetics, biblical apologetics, cultural apologetics. How do we live in this world as faithful followers of Christ? We're going to target every age group, so make sure you show up and bring your entire family. Yes, we're going to have a great lineup of speakers, which you'll be able to view their bios on the website, cultureproof.net. Once you go on, Abraham Hamilton III, Miki Addison, we're going to have Dr. Jason Lyle, Dr. Kathy Cook, and others. It's going Dr. To be great. Renton Rathbun, Dr. Lee Brand. We are super excited. Dr. Turin Dames. Mm-hmm. I feel like by next conference, I'm going to also have my doctorate just because <laughs> it kind of flows. Anyway, hey. we're super excited about what the Lord is doing, and we want you to join us. The Culture Proof Conference happening July 18th through the 20th at Faith Baptist Church in Bartlett, Tennessee. Stay connected because more information about that is rolling out just around the corner. You're going to find that at cultureproof.net, cultureproof.net. Make sure you join the email list. We can't wait. Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And disturbing information um, out about moves that Pornhub has taken to protect people who upload videos to its site. It almost seems like that makes no sense at all. Like, I mean, it just if, if, if this website mm-hmm. were taking moves to protect people, it would shut itself down. <laughs> right. You know, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But I do want to give a disclaimer. If you listen to our podcast with your kids, um, just because of the nature of what we're talking about today may not be suitable for younger listeners. But um, we do think it's important because even when you have stories that are run that suggest that you've got a porn um, 
clearinghouse, a pornography clearinghouse, making moves to do what appears to be moral, we need to remember that at its core, its industry is immoral. Mm-hmm. But it's, yep. it's like saying, um, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, you know, how do, how do, how do we clean up waste mm. while leaving the waste? Yeah. Can I say it that way? I'm sorry. I, I, mean, I want to be careful, but no, that's you're, the you're question. Right. It makes no sense. Like to, I mean, by nature, you are filth. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so okay. Thank you. To yeah. try to say you're trying to do something moral is just not possible because you're existence is immoral. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly what I wanted to drive at today. In fact, I really believe that this Pornhub move, and I'm going to talk about it, it's a Christian Post article that I saw. Um, I, I think it creates a false sense of security. It gives a false sense of of morality. Like, you know, <laughs> Pornhub has done something good by requiring um, a consent form be attached to <laughs> those who... Um, are featured in Mm. its videos. I mean, it just, you know, it's one of those things. And then also I want to talk about, of course, because we don't talk enough about the lie of consent and what it says to people um, and how it, I think gives a false sense of security. And, and then also look, this is still an issue of the heart, pornography addiction and Pornography consumption is a sin that is the lust of your heart. Mm -hmm. And I think we've got to talk about that. Um, In many ways, we've kind of moved on. We think of that as an issue of the 90s. You know what I mean? It's, you know, you know, but um, this is still something that is ubiquitous in our society. Everywhere you look, Mm. there are people who engage in watching and consuming this type of content and thinking that, well, I'm old enough. And mm-hmm. I have consented, I can do what I so want. then it must be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. When you think about, you know, what's going on, pornography, like America is one of the biggest exporters of pornography. Mm-hmm. Like we have a pornographic society. Man. Like even if you look on just, you can you can be on YouTube or you can be on anything just like reading that. Just a news There's story. pornography everywhere. Everywhere. Like, and I don't know if we really realize it. It's like the, the frog in the in the mm-hmm. boiling water. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it starts off at a certain temperature, but then the heat is raised. Yeah. And so it's so it's so much around us that I don't even know if we really realize that we can be desensitized, you know, to that. And it's a big, big problem. But to say that they're doing something and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be moral is just is nonsense. You know, I think the architects of our secular society always envisioned a world where they would lurch us so far forward in moral depravity that, you know, when they started to sort of, I don't know, pretend to be good and clean up, it would seem good by comparison. Mm. But I think what we've always got to do is go back to the moral law giver and go back to what God has instituted as far as what is righteousness and what is goodness and what is holiness. Because if you're just comparing it to our society, yes, certainly you can look at um, a company like Pornhub that's saying, okay, now we're going to require age of consent um, or we're going to validate age of consent. Um, and, and you would say, oh man, that's good. We're going to stop the, the trafficking of these young people, (laughs) but what's good in that wickedness? It's it's, because when I think of it, it's a tricky thing. It's like, okay, yeah, you need to do that. Mm -hmm. But still ultimately you need to be shut down completely. So it's, it's one of those things that you got to make sure in your mind that you're not allowing 
it to be like softer than it needs yes. to be because yes you think like yeah that's right man they need to have these you know verified things where you don't have all these young people being trafficked and all this kind of stuff but then you kind of lose that you know like no but the righteous why indignation do you that it's happening yeah yes. you know you need to be gone totally exactly you know? right yeah. so, so let's look at this christian post article mm-hmm. here because again it's it's one of those things where you based on what we consume we can find ourselves rooting for sin you know, mm. in some of the movies that you watch, you're like, you you want marriages to break up because you want the woman to be with the love of her life, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is one of the those sinister, subtle ways that the enemy beckons us to come toward wickedness. I think even in this story, while, you know, when you read it and you find it um, on the Christian Post website, you say, okay, you know, that's kind of a, kind of a victory, but then you start to think about it and it's like, <laughs> no, no, it's, no it's actually really not, you yeah. know what I mean? So here we go. It says, Pornhub will now begin verifying the age and consent of all individuals featured in sex videos uploaded to its site after years of lawsuits alleging that the pornography website profits from material depicting sexual abuse, sometimes of underage boys and girls. The porn site and its parent company, ALO, have faced numerous accusations of profiting from videos in which the individual's consent is unknown and for failing to determine the ages of those seen in the videos. Mm -hmm. According to an email obtained last Thursday by 404 Media, Pornhub will require proof of consent from all individuals featured in videos. The pornography website implemented the new policy last Tuesday. Now, I want to say something again. If you compare this move, okay, to what they had been doing, then mm-hmm. you would say, oh, wow, this is good because this is going to protect yeah. children. But when you consider what <laughs> they are doing, right. it's, it's finding a way to sanitize waste while not removing mm-hmm. the waste. Yeah, when you compare who they are and what <laughs> their agenda is and what they're all about, then, it, it, yeah, you, you can't say like, okay, well, this is great. You know, like, man, and I think that's that's the subtle thing that happens to us in our society. Yes. You know, on uh, concerning this and other things. It's like, okay, well, man, you got to look for the little victory here. But the ultimate thing is still horrendous. And that's so, exactly right. Man, we have to be careful about that. So um, coming from Pornhub, apparently they're... Um, website policy that they implemented read this way on January 23rd, 2024, in addition to providing approved co-performer IDs, we will also require proof of consent, such as a signed release form when a new co-performer is added onto a model account. Guys, this is so disgusting, you know, (laughs) and this is where we live. Like this is, this is, This is where we dwell. We live in a type of Sodom. We live in a type of Babylon. And and why is it important for us to continue piercing the darkness with truth with regard to this issue? Because so many people have relaxed on this, even among Christians, right? Because no longer are people going into the back rooms of like Circle K's, you know what I mean? Like no longer are they going into the video stores off the the truck stops and things like that. Now it's just on your phone and there are no, um, there are no blockades in place. And so you've got Hmm. tens of millions of people. And then as you say, we in America export this, right? Like we export this kind of sin and wickedness around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, 
people have really become desensitized to it. So you can read an article like this and you can say, oh, now we're going to protect children. What about the souls of men? Mm -hmm. What about the souls of men? Women, boys, and girls. Like, what about yeah. what is happening um, for eternity mm. because of what these people are engaged in that we provide a market for? Because even among Christians, this is consumed. Yeah, and I would have to say the very nature of what they're doing. I don't. I wouldn't even trust their verification process. Mm. Like, I, I, I still think they're going to have underage, you know, people, people, you know, involved in this stuff. You know, it's like they're they're saying is to me it's all it's all like a front. Like we're mm-hmm. we see we're trying to be responsible. Number one, again, what you do is irresponsible. Yes. But to have this verification thing, I just don't I don't I would not just trust that and be like, okay, well this is you know, that they're doing the right thing because I feel like their very nature is to do the wrong thing. Yes, yes, absolutely. And when you think about it, um, this false sense of security, right? Like when we when we talk about right and wrong, mm-hmm. it's like on its face, they're wrong. Right. Like their their very industry is wrong. But then when you start thinking about where they had been and the kinds of videos they had been producing, the abuse of children, you say, okay. Yes, we need to protect children, mm-hmm. but I think to the point that you just made, how do how do we trust that? You know, and and in fact, I will say this. Um, let's see, there the founder of Trafficking Hub, um, a woman by the name of Layla Micklewaite, um, said that Pornhub does not deserve any credit for <laughs> updating its standards. She noted that the change results from hundreds of lawsuits and the loss of major business partners. So, in other words, it's not about care for people. Mm. Right. It's not about care for the children who have been and will continue to be exploited. Right. Right. Okay. Because wh- wherever you have normalized wickedness and, and people try to move in with, you know, standards of protection, you will have the wicked find ways mm. to circumvent that. Yeah. You will have the wicked find ways to go around that. So you can just expect and anticipate that that will happen. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you are enjoying what you hear, please remember to give it a rating or to leave a comment. Let people know that this podcast is a blessing to you. It helps to grow Culture Proof and we would be so grateful. Also, if you love Culture Proof and you want to support the ministry, why not pick up some merch and look good while you support the ministry of Culture Proof? Check out every podcast. You'll find a link in the description to where you can get your Culture Proof merch and support this ministry. We appreciate it. But getting back to this article, Micklewaite said this, quote, even to this day, the site is still full of videos that are unverified because this change takes place from today going forward. However, it isn't being inactive retroactively. Uh, so they're not taking down the videos and, and the things that are there. They, they're like, we're going to keep that up. But going forward, we're going to clean things up. Exactly. Don't exactly. She goes Don't on to say, meaning all of the videos that have been uploaded to the site previously that were not verified for age or consent are remaining on the site. End quote. The, the trafficking hub founder called the removal of all videos or called for the removal of all videos where the consent or age of those depicted has not been verified. She further insisted that this is the only way Pornhub can ensure that it's not hosting illegal videos on the site. And then she said this, and, and I 110 percent agree with her, quote, but even if they do all of this, it's too little 
and it's too late because they've spent 17 years globally distributing, mm. profiting from, and shattering the lives of countless victims across the wow. world. Wow. Across the world. Despite the recent changes, the anti-sexual exploitation advocate declared that Pornhub must be held accountable to the full extent of the law, and she called for the pornography site to be shut down. Yes. Agreed. Yes. I, I 100% agree. You know, I one of the things that always grabs me about stories where we talk about consent and we talk about what people approve of is that it is such a sinister and wicked lie that mm. the enemy has celebrated and upheld in our culture that consent is the greatest display of morality, that if you agree to it and somebody respects that you agree to it, then it can be done. Mm. <laughs> Man, that's, that's just a lie. You know, the, the thing is, we as Christians, when we look at these things, we have to first go back to God's standard. Amen. You know, and with any of these issues. And, and she's right that, man, the only way really to me is that this type of stuff be shut down. As a person who struggled with this type of stuff in the past, it's destructive. And I, I don't think that we um, really, really realize the effect that it has on our broader culture you know mm -hmm. even as christians man even what it has the effect that it has on the church you know um there's so many christians and believers that are struggling in this area you know and it's like man you have you cannot you cannot trust these type of people mm -hmm. you know you, even when they're trying to say that they're showing some type of uh cleanliness that they're, they're trying to clean things up you can't trust you can't trust it and so the the, the thing is you know the the lie of consent like saying that you know we're trying to do something as far as uh being consensual and stuff like that we we're making sure that people are verified mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff man it's it's like a um a veil it's like something yeah. that's trying to just cover you know it's it's not real yeah it's not it's not something that you can really stand up on and i, I think we need to look at this as christians and say like she's saying, it needs to be shut down. Yeah, and like that's the standard. <laughs> and and before and before we get to that place, right? Even if they never take or make moves to to police themselves, the Christian yeah. must curb his or her, his or her. That's right, because growing numbers of women are consuming yeah, pornography. Numbers. So the Christian must take care to curb his or her appetite for this type of content. You know, right. this is a sin that takes place in the heart. This is a desire that we often, you know, we don't want to discuss this. We don't right. want to talk about it, but our culture is saturated. As you said, yeah. as we started the podcast, our culture is saturated with pornography consumption. The things that were called, um, I guess, soft porn or whatever in the past, it's like on normal, regular TV and internet like you know the things the, so it just gives you a picture of how far we have gone yeah. past the boundary of yeah. what was yeah you know absolutely it, it, yeah it's it's terrible first corinthians chapter 6 mm -hmm. verses uh, 19 and 20 or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit who is in you oh, man. whom you have from god and that you are not your own and I want to come back to that, but let me go back. Let me continue with verse 20. For you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. So for the mm. Christian, we cannot believe the lie of consent. The lie of consent says, I have bodily autonomy. I can determine what I do with my body. Now, for those who are in rebellion against God, they absolutely can determine what they do with their bodies. 
Hmm. And they have, they have proven that, that they can live according to their wicked whims. They can do whatever they desire. Um, Yes, mm. you you go ahead with your bodily autonomy, <laughs> and you go ahead and see what the fruit and the result of all of that is. Right. But for the Christian, we actually have a different standard of living. Yeah. We have a different understanding of how we operate, and we don't say that we have bodily autonomy. We don't say that consent is our high, highest moral display. Mm. What mm. we say is that our bodies are actually not our own. Mm. We have been bought with a price, so we must glorify God with our bodies. That mm. means that just because we consent to do it doesn't make it right. Yeah. I, that scripture that you read, I remember just really studying that. And man, just the, the the idea, the concept of the truth of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Man. That should change our very way of thinking about issues like this and other issues. Mm-hmm. Like, so if we understand that every moment that the Holy Spirit indwells us, that should cause us to resist and to go away from things that would grieve the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. Amen. And I think we don't really think about those things that literally the Holy Spirit lives within us. Yeah. He indwells us. Yeah. And so that should keep us away. That should be something that keeps us away from, you know, things like this, like pornography and, and other things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and when just reading that scripture and understanding that as a believer— like that's the standard. Like, when would we want to grieve the Holy Spirit? Yeah, yeah. When, we we don't, you know. But I think in the way that we live, because we don't have that realization in real time all of the time, we do things not even remembering that man we're indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, you know? absolutely. And and I would say that the consumption of pornography and um, even the ubiquity of it, the fact that it's everywhere. Um, I think this is one of those things that falls into the category of to give approval of sin is sin, mm. right? To give a hearty amen to it is sin. And I think the consumption of pornography, pornographic images, pornographic movies, even the things that you know would be shown in movie theaters, maybe it's not just being consumed on people's phones or on their computers, maybe it's shown in movie theaters. And we think, well, that's okay because it's got a wonderful romantic storyline all of these things, you know, I want to call to conscience, the conscience of the believer, man, are we given approval to sin? Even if the people have signed contracts and said, well, I signed on to act in this movie. So we think, well, they consented. (laughs) So now what we are doing is we are celebrating and we are lifting up the lie of consent. We're Mm. saying if the person agrees to it, then they can do it. And then we're saying we are free to consume it because it's not hurting anybody. But are we affirming sin? Are we kind of being willing participants in it by consuming it? You have to remember that if there, oh my goodness, if there were not a market for this, right, it would it would die out. It but shows you how big the market is. Huge. Because there's a demand on this stuff because they, they exist. They keep existing, you know, and it show and around the world. Around the around world. Around the world. You know, and we're pushing this stuff out. So you're you're right. If there wasn't a demand, you know, but there is. It shows yeah. you like how far gone we are as, as a culture. Yeah, and I just want to say this, you know, for people who are struggling um with pornography addiction, people who are are prone to, to stumble, you know, you, you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you and you know that consuming the content that you're consuming, um, does not glorify God. You felt that conviction. I, because I know the Holy Spirit, 
right? I know that he convicts us of sin. Hmm. We can read in scripture very clearly that that is his job. Part of what he does is that he convicts us of sin, right? I just want to say that one of the reasons that we are able to ignore that conviction is because we're not steeped in the word of God. We're not allowing the word of God to convict our heart. And also, and I know that this sounds, you know, I don't know, we're not willing to put the flesh to death, we continue to allow the flesh to rule. And I want to offer this as a suggestion. If the flesh is victorious or triumphant in your life, it may be an indication that there needs to be greater fasting and prayer, like a greater mm. rejection of what is being offered to the flesh that we just say no, that we say, you know what, I'm not giving into that. No, I'm not going to do that. And let me say, it does that doesn't just stop at pornography consumption. That stops mm -hmm. or that includes anything that wants to rival the holiness of God. That includes anything that becomes a master in our life. So yes, even if that's food, even if that's work, whatever it is that begins to consume us, that we feel like we don't have self-control in that area, maybe that's a call or an indication that we must give ourselves to prayer and mm -hmm. to fasting so that we break those strongholds in our life. Yeah, two two scriptures. One, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse, starting at verse 24. This is one scripture that the Lord um, placed in my heart to study and to like, you know, kind of just stop and, and, and say la on. But do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, mm. I myself will not be disqualified. And you talked about, you know, not wanting to kill the flesh, not wanting to, you know, uh, to deny ourselves. You know, the Apostle Paul is saying here that we, in, in this life, we have to run this race to win. And part of that running to win is by denying ourselves and our yes. flesh. And that's not an easy thing to do, especially when you're in a culture like this, where mm -hmm. you're surrounded by things that the flesh loves. That's right. It's hard. That's right. But it's still necessary. It was necessary for him. And it's necessary for us yes. living today, you know, so he had That's things good. that he had to deny himself of, you know, he wasn't, you know, uh, a, a God or anything like he was a human. That's right. And That's so right. he's speaking, knowing what he has to deal with and, and saying, man, I have to cut this flesh off. If not, you know, I'll be disqualified. Then another uh, uh, scripture, First um, Corinthians 10 Verse 12, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to mm. endure it. And so, man, God has made a way for us as believers. There's a way of escape. And I can tell you, man, there was always the Holy Spirit conviction saying, okay, stop. Stop. Now, that's the way of escape. Mm -hmm. If you override that, you can. You can override that and you can continue on in sin. But God provides a way of escape. And I think this program here is a way of escape for someone who's watching, who's listening. Mm. You're hearing this today and you're like, man, I deal with that. I deal with that. This is a way of escape. You know, bring this stuff to the Lord and he can deliver you from these things. He, I'm living proof. He can deliver you from this. Yes. I want that to be said because some people believe that, man, you know, this is just how I'm going to be. 
you know, or man, I don't know, I'm just too far in. God can deliver uh, the most egregious sins Amen. from the most egregious sins. And so I uh, just want to encourage whoever that is listening, watching today, that, that man, God has provided a way of escape, you know, and, and you got to be sensitive to understand and to see that and to take that escape route because he's providing that for you. And can I say to um, any women who are watching the podcast or listening to the podcast uh, I think that women have been able to hide behind pornography addiction as a problem among men. And I think because when this is often addressed, it is only directed at men. But I want to say that I have walked with sisters through pornography addiction and that it is not something that only affects men. Mm. So I want to carefully suggest that if you are a woman and you are struggling with pornography addiction, you need to find a sister mature in the faith that you can confess this to. Amen. There is a there is a um, there is a growth of sin in secrecy when mm. you keep it hidden and yes. you feel like people will not understand. You know, I, I can't tell someone that I'm struggling with this, this mm-hmm. lie that only men struggle with this. While it's true that it's predominant among men, increasingly it is prevalent among women and women who profess godliness. So mm. what I want to say is this. Find a woman that you trust that you know will pray with you and will fast with you and will ask you questions weekly, maybe daily, depending on where you are, but at least weekly will ask you questions about your purity. I know that when we think about purity, we think that again, it's the posture of those from the nineties. It's like, Hey, you know, the, the purity culture, but that is a lie that came from the enemy. The Lord has called us to purity. The apostle Paul admonished Timothy as an elder to walk in purity and holiness and uprightness to monitor his relationships with men and women in the church and how he responded to his elders. And all of these things are still important, right? The Lord still cares about those things. But the focus of what I'm saying today is that God still calls us to purity. Purity is not something for teenagers. I mean, you know what I mean? It is is, something, but but it's not not relegated to teenagers. Like when we think (laughs) of purity, we're like, okay, little people, make sure that you keep your way pure. But the Lord even calls older people to keep their way pure pure. And so I just want to encourage you in that. Again, this is a cultural trend that if I consent, I can do it, but you won't find it in scripture. Mm. So we will say, as we often encourage you, when you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, you remain culture proof. Until next time, Lord willing. God bless. When you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, you, when you resist those. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Hold on to me. Just quiet for one second. Okay. We're almost. You can, you can you can get in the hold on just one second. One second we're almost, we're almost done. Finished. Wait one second and be quiet like a big boy. Can you do that? Okay, one second.
Okay. Timmy, one second. We're we're doing we're recording. Let me just close it out and then and then I'm gonna pick you up, okay? Just one second. Let us just say the line and you just be quiet, okay? Okay, go. Okay, we're almost done. Just don't say a word. Just wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. When you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, you remain culture proof. Until next time, Lord willing. God bless.